The Lord inhabits our praises on today. He inhabits our praises on today. When we come in here on Sunday morning, God has brought us to a mighty peak. And we come to
and you preach it twice. And normally I don't do that. I normally always ask God for a fresh word. But when Pastor talked to me two weeks ago and said, you preach a second Sunday, God said, you're going to go back and preach that other message that you preached to me. Come on. He said, when you preached, it was for you first. And how many of us know that when God gives us a word, it's for us first? Yes. It's for us first to, to eat on that word, to meditate on that word, to study on that word. Then he said, today is for the people. Amen. Amen. When he gave it to me the first time, and he, it was serve God with courage. Faith. And I said, okay, God. Then he said, today, I want you to talk about serving God with courageous faith. Serving God with courageous faith. And as I was listening to my sister kind of introduce me, and she had made the statement that a lot of the ministries that I do are outside the church. Not really, because the church is within me. The church is within me. And God just called me to the highways and byways to compel his people to come. Amen? Amen. So serving, serving God with courageous faith. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn to the book of 1 Peter 5, chapter 5, 6 and 11. And if you can put your finger in uh, Philippians 4 and 13, we're also going to go there too. And I pray that this word that God's given me will encourage someone in this house on today. Uh, I don't know what the Lord has been speaking to you, but you know what God has been speaking to you, what you're supposed to be doing, and how you're supposed to be moving. So I pray that this word blesses you on today. I'm going to read from the, from the Amplified Version on this morning. It says, Therefore, humble yourselves, yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Set aside self-righteousness pride, so that he may exalt you to a place of honor in his service at the appropriate time, casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him. For he cares about you with deepest affection and he watches over you very carefully. So be sober. Well-balanced and self-disciplined, be alert and cautious at all times, that the enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. But resist him and be firm in your faith against the, his attacks, rooted established and unmovable, knowing that the same experiences of sufferings are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world. You do not suffer alone. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who imparted his blessings and favor, who called you to his own eternal glory in Christ, will himself complete, confirm, and strengthen and establish you, making you what you ought to be. To him be dominion, power, authority,
authority and sovereignty forever and ever. Amen. 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 And so if we would turn over to Philippians 4.13. It says, I can do all things through Christ, which he called me to do. Through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ, Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank God for his word because his word is true. His word is life changing in our lives. But the thing about his word, we cannot just read his word. We also have to apply his word to our lives. So we have to every day speak life. Speak life. Even though it may look strange and unusual to you, speak life. Yes. So every day there's sometimes when I have to get up, I have to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because he gives me the strength to do all things to be strengthened to me. So I encourage you. There is a motto that I want to share um, on today that I, I heard this, I learned this model years ago. But here recently in the last month or so, God has made me uh, read this every day because I'm a person, I love affirmation. I, I have them up all over my windows and when I'm getting ready in the morning. And so I believe in speaking life because the life and death is in the power of our tongues. And so we have to speak life. But here's a motto. This motto was written by uh, Pastor Calvin Williams from New Zion Baptist Church in 1993. And as I read this every day, it's still... All the way from back there to 2019, it still has power. And so it says, today I will think like a dynamic servant of God. Because I am what I think. I'm not always what I think I am. I am what I think. Clothes do not make the man. Thinking makes the man. Therefore, I will keep my thought processes active and open to the voice of God. God did not call me to a life of failure, but to a life of success. This being so, I cannot fail as long as I do his will, not my will, his will, allowing him to work in and through me, motivating my every thoughts, because my God is a big God. And I will think with big with confidence, knowing that my thoughts can never be bigger than my God. But today and tomorrow, I will think as the Apostle Paul thought, said when he said, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Philippians 4, 13. And this every day blesses my life, even as I begin to go and cross different things that I feel like is bigger than me. And the question I want to ask, have God asked you to do something that you felt was bigger than you? Yes. Or you felt like you wasn't worthy? Because you look, God, I did this, 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 that in my life. 
My life has not been precious. And, you know, I, I did that and I've drank this. I've went here. You know, I have not had a life that's worthy to be called of you or to move of you. And one thing that God reminds me all the time is he said, Abraham, did he have a college degree? No. Anybody answer that for me? No. But he called him to do something so great as to build an ark. Had he ever built an ark before? Did, did the scripture say he built an ark before? That he was experienced at this? No, he wasn't. And then also he, he went through persecution as he was building this ark because people talked about him. Why he building this ark? We ain't no rain coming. Who, what's wrong with him? He must have fell off the bandwagon. He's building an ark for what? There's not a cloud in the, in the sky. But when God has us doing something, it's, it's for to come. Because he sees up the road, and he already knows what's going to be taking place. So he starts the preparation soon before it comes. And so there's, a, a, there's others in the Bible that God has always pointed out to me about that stepped out and did courageous things. Another thing, and we, we hear this scripture a lot, the woman with the issue of blood. But as I was You're thinking about this lady, the get started. Amen. Amen. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. But as we think about this lady, as she, you know, her only request was, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. Yes. Not touch him, not hug him, not talk to him, but if I can just touch the hem of his garment, that I know what I will be made whole. Now this lady had an issue of blood for 12 years. So can you imagine her crawling through the multitude of people? That took courage. Because could you really say that you would crawl through the multitude of people just to touch his, the hem of his garment? And know I will be made whole. That took courage. Because I'm pretty sure she had people stepping on her and was probably asking her what she was doing on the ground. You know, just question where she was at. But that took courage to continue on and touch the hem of his garment. Another one this week how, that I have really been thinking about is David and Goliath. You know, thinking about that story, you know, and I, I'm just going to use just his size. I'm going to use the sizes of him and Goliath. And him stepping out to do something so great that it will be life-changing. And so what I, I want to do is I have two people here that I want to just use as an example of David and Goliath. And I'm going to ask if Miss Evelyn will come and my husband will come. <coughs> because as I prepared for the, this message, I was thinking about their height. And Goliath was almost, what, he was seven feet. <coughs> Not for sure how tall he was. But I would have you two stand and face each other. <coughs> Looking at the height. <laughs> Looking at the height, Miss Evelyn is about 4'10". 
410 now. And Deacon Mellons is 6'2". So that's a high height. But sometimes when God is, is asking us to do something that is bigger than us or is beyond us or we feel unworthy, this sometimes what it looks like. We're looking up at, at the assignment and, and what God is calling us to do. And then sometimes we look at our, our situation and say, God, uh -uh, I can't do that. I can't do that. That's too large for me. That's too big for me to touch. But God uses situations just like this. Just like this. And he already equipped you a long time ago to do what he's called you to do. So Ms. Ella, just push Deacon down with that. There you go. That seemed hard. <laughs> that seemed hard, but with God, all things are possible. Yes. We can do all things through Christ, who gives her the strength to push him back. So in our sign of thank you, thank you. In our in when God is calling us to do something that is so great and mighty, we can do it. Yes. You know, as as God began to unction me two years ago to start Rahab Enrichment Center, the first thing I told God, I said, that is too big. That is bigger than I. You know, and just that's all I was saying, that's big, it's too much, it's too much, God. But he continued to speak to me and he wouldn't let me go. Many nights I, I just contemplated in my mind what he shared with me, what we were gonna do, and I'm like, God, there's no way. There's no way. You know, and so this message was first to me about courageous faith, stepping out doing something that was bigger than me. And so on today, I want to kind of give some, some nuggets and some meat here about what, it, what does it mean to be, to have courage. Courage is having strength in facing of pain and grief. Courage is the ability to act on one's belief despite danger and disapproval. Now, this is something for a long time in my life that I had a hard time moving past the approval of people or the disapproval of people, whether I did it or not. And I'm thankful today that God has working, have worked with me in that area that gave me boldness yes. to push forward. Courage is also called, it's, it's also boldness. It's also like a, a, a true, you know, kind of keeps you, it keeps you stagnant among things. And it's, courage also sometimes makes you say, wow. <laughs> yes. Wow. Wow, Lord. That's it. What is courage in the Bible? Well, we find in Joshua 1, 6 and 7 and 9, it says, be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide an inheritance of the land, which I swore to your fathers to give to them. Be strong and very courageous. We hear it there again. Be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to, to do accordingly to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. 
Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. And number nine, it says, I have I not commanded you. Again, he says, be strong and of good courage, and do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Courage matters today. Yes. Just as it did in the biblical days, yes. courage matters today. Amen. 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 I want to share six ways that you can live out by having courageous faith on today. And number one is, is a very important one where it says that we have to step outside of our comfort zone. And there is a picture, I wish I could have had it on the slide, but it's a picture of an iceberg. And on top, this iceberg looks perfect. <laughs> but below the iceberg, it has all this stuff that it has on the inside. Anger, bitterness, you know, discouragement, depression, anxiety. You know, and it shows on the bottom. But a lot of times when God is using us to do something um, that will draw his people, we have to come out of our comfort zone. We can't make it about us. So we have to come out of the comfort zone. And uh, one example that I want to share is if you are in here and maybe you have decided to lose weight <laughs> uh, and you haven't been to the gym in 10 years, well, the first time when you go to the gym, you're going to be hurting because you've been walking around like this for so long, and now you got to put your arms out. This is a struggle for me right now. you got to put your arms out and be stretched beyond your comfort zone. And this is what God does with us sometimes. He wants to stretch us because we've, we've been, we don't kept our arms down like this. He can't put nothing in and do nothing like this. He needs us to be stretched out. Oh, yeah. So when you come home from working out, you gonna your muscles are gonna be hurting, everything gonna be hurting. You ain't gonna be able to get up the next day because you're you being stretched beyond your comfort zone. You're being stretched beyond where God wants to take you. So just as Moses and Abraham, as as they stepped out in faith to obey God by leaving their comfort zone, we can too. While not all will leave our country. Now, he won't have us all leave our country <laughs> or our kindreds, you know, but he may leave, ask you to walk to the other side for a while. Yes. You know, because a lot of times he wants to get people or things out of our ears. Sometimes we got too many people talking in our ear. We listening to too much stuff. We're listening to too much TV. We're listening to everything mm -hmm. under the sun. Yes. Yes. And when God is speaking, it's in that still, small voice. Mm -hmm. But with all of the distractions, you can't hear them. So sometimes he'll have you leave from an area so that you can stay in, in solitude or you can be in silence so that you can hear from him. Sometimes we think that everything has to be doing something. We're supposed to be going somewhere, running somewhere, talking somewhere, doing, you know, we're just on the go all the time, just on the go. And sometimes God wants us to be at a place where we can be still and hear him. So how can you hear the, how can you hear the instructions 
if you have so much going on that you can't hear. So a lot of times we miss the mark. We miss the mark of what he wants to say to us because we're so busy. 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 And busy is not doing well good. We think because we're busy that we are doing good. But are we doing God's will? Are we doing what God called us to do? Are we doing his will or are we just busy? And that's something that even in my life I had to turn things around. God said you have too much on your plate from the major focus that I want you to focus on. So you're going to have to shift things around. You're going to have to step back from some things. You're going to have to put down some things. You're going to have to leave some things in order to do what you have to be doing. And he told me that your primary focus is, the, is Rahab Enrichment Center. It's building that organization from the ground up. And so I'm thankful that I have an ear to hear because sometimes we can be territorial. I mean, when God gives you something and you done birthed this thing, you done labored this thing, you done nurtured this thing, and now God wants you to turn it to somebody else? You know, sometimes we can feel some type of way about all the work that we did in it. But when God gives you something, it's not always for you. It's for you to pass the baton to somebody else. Amen. Now on this week, God had, he said, I want you to keep your, I want you to listen to, I want you to watch, because I watch a lot of videos in the morning. Uh, I listen to them as I'm getting ready for work. And one of my favorite people that I listen to is Miles Monroe. Because he has a lot, I mean, he's been gone for a while now, but his information is just so, like, nurturing, just as a, like, he was still here today. You know, and I was listening to his, his, uh, his saying, and he was talking, to, talking about learning how, he said, if you have a ministry, and when you die, your ministry dies, you wasn't a good steward, steward of your ministry. See, because you should always be training the next person to take the baton. So that when you die or you leave from that post, the ministry still goes on. It doesn't stop. And one thing that I notice now about his children, they have picked up his vision and it's still going strong and fresh to this day. It's still moving. And so with that, getting out of our comfort zone, we have to also learn how to ask for help. Oh, we have not because we ask not. And I'm just sharing things with you on this morning what God has shared with me. Because I'm, 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 I'm not ashamed to be a testament for his glory. But you have to learn how to ask for help. And for me, that's a hard thing to ask. And I don't know if anyone in here, you have a hard time. If, raise your hand up if you have a hard time asking for help. Thank you. I know I ain't the only one in this house, you know, but I have a, I had a hard time, and I'm still working on that, asking for help, you know, until God says, no man is an island. No man is an island. You cannot do this assignment by yourself. You have to ask for help. Whether it's in volunteering, people asking people to volunteer, or whether it's asking people to give financially. And that was the struggle they're asking to give financially. Because, well, if I needed something done, I just went in my own pocket to get it done. And that's not good. 
So God, he's just showing me, and I'm sharing with you today, different things, how we stay in our comfort zone, how we don't move past our comfort zone, you know, and we, we stay those things as comfortable, you know, instead of asking. Number two, we have to go the extra mile, the extra mile for others. We have to go the extra mile for others. It's easy for us to do for ourselves. You know, if the Lord say, I want you to go to bank and I want you to pull out $100 and I want you to go to the store and buy you uh, your desires. We get excited about that. Or he sends somebody and plus pays $100 in our hand. We get excited about that. But what if he tells you, I want you to go to your bank and I want you to get out $100, and I want you to go and bless Sister Susan. Do you get? Are you still excited about that? To be able to go the extra mile for someone? Now, he didn't tell you her situation, but here's what we what we do. We go to him. Um, I was glad to give you something. Um, and we want to find out what's going on with the situation instead of just give the money. Because we hold on to our money, and so we want to make sure that we're not just misspending. But we misspend on every, every, every other area of our lives. We go out and buy things that God ain't told us to buy, but we go buy it. Because it's our desire. But that same thing that God, you buy for yourself, can you buy it for your sister or your brother? And not worry about what they're going to do with it. We see people, and I know we have a lot of panhandling going on in our city, in our state, but sometimes some of those people are in real need. They are in real need. But because of the people that have messed it up, that is out there, not real, has messed it up for the ones that really need a blessing. So we cannot judge a book by its cover. We have to go by God's spirit. And if God say, bless that man over there, don't be worried about what he gonna, how he going to spend it. Now, if he don't spend it right, that's between him and God. Amen. And that's an account that he has to give to God for being false. Amen. But when God wants us to do things, we have to go the extra mile. And going the extra mile, we have to, go out, we have to be outside of our comfort zone. Yes. We have to be outside of our comfort zone by going the extra, extra mile. God calls us to be courageous. So we can serve and we can serve and, and serving is something that we still can do, whether at home, whether at work, or whether in ministry. We can serve. We can serve as volunteers in our community because it is so much needed. Yes. Amen. Number three, make, make bold moves towards your goals. Make bold moves towards your goals. Now this may seem just so simple this morning, but these are very important. And I, I pray that at, on tonight, as you think about this message, go back and ask God, what tools are for you? But God wants us to, to make bold moves. So just as Miss Evelyn pushed Deacon Nellum's back, that was a bold move. So a lot of times in our lives, we're gonna have to push our way through where we're trying to go. Our goals are not, they're not just going to come to us on a silver platter. We're going to have to give up something, and we're going to have to walk towards it to go get it. 
Because some things, all things are not just coming at us. You know, just like uh, when Joshua was crossing the Jordan, when they got to the banks of the water, the water was high. So what did they have to do? Can anybody tell me? What did Joshua and them have to do? Any Bible scholars out here? They had to put their feet in the water. And when they put their feet in the water, then the water moved back. But it wasn't until they did an action that the water moved, that the water moved back. So they were able to cross over the Jordan to the other side. As Pharaoh was on their tracks, they had to do something. So make bold moves towards your goals. Amen. And number four, choose faith over fear. Choose faith over fear. Sometimes God might prompt us to walk in generously or give sacrificial or to be fearless in sharing the gospel to a friend or a colleague. We can walk in the Holy Spirit's power and be courageous as we faithfully obey God's commandments. Choose faith over fear. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith, and that's what the word of God says, that we walk by faith and not by sight. So if God gave you an assignment, walk by faith and not by fear. Because fear will always sit you down every step of the way. I don't know if you can testify, if you can raise your hands up and, and just share fear, how fear has been in your life and kept you stagnant and kept you missing out on opportunities that God had for you because you were afraid to step out. Because you were afraid because you didn't know the outcome. Because sometimes we want to know A through Z before we step out. And that's not how God operates. He wants us to step out in faith, knowing that every step of the way that he has your feet guided. So sometimes you have to just step and start walking. You might not know where it's coming from, your, where your help, but your help comes from the Lord. How many of us believe that today? Amen. Amen. Number five. We must stand, you must stand for your, convic- your convictions. The world is filled with evil. Just as in the days of the Bible, we are still called to stand for our convictions. Nowadays, Christians are still radical for the way they live and are persecuted for their integrity. It takes courage to keep walking. So in our world, especially on our jobs, when they know that you are a child of God, I'll expect adversity because there's a lot of people that you work with, you go to school with that don't believe in God. And they'll tell you nowadays that they don't believe in God. And so by you coming around them and you representing Christ, you already an enemy to them because of your walk. So we have to still stand on our walk no matter what. But sometimes us get a little, we get a little weak and we take our hats off. If we would be honest in here, we we take our hats off. But we have to stand strong in our faith, even in a world that does not believe in our Father. 
We have to still stand in faith. We still have to speak his word at the same time. Because sometimes we are, might be the only God, only Jesus, only Holy Spirit that somebody knows. So the Bible says that we have to let our light so shine before men that they would see him through our lights. So a lot of times we can't get upset about different things because somebody's watching us. Somebody's watching us. Amen. Amen. Number six, take risk. A life marked with Christ is never complete, completely certain. As long as we are in this world, there will still be risk. Yes. So when God is asking us to do something, it's a risk there that we're taking. So it's a risk that is not going to be comfortable, that it's going to be a challenge. But can we still say yes while we take the risk? You know, a, a lot of things are not handed to us. Sometimes God just wants us to say yes and move. And as we're moving, that he will provide the resources that we need. Risk of losing a business. Losing a, a savings fund. We take risks of losing a friend. How many of us lost friends in here? How many of us done gave up friends? <laughs> we didn't lose them, we gave them up. Amen. So there's different risks that we take, we have in life. We are to take risks knowing that our confidence is in the Lord and not in man. That there are going to be risks to the assignment, especially big assignments. There's going to be a risk, and are we willing to take it? Or are we go running and hiding? You know, and one thing that I know about God is there's things that He's asked me to do in my life years ago, and I and I ran from it. But did it leave me? Did the assignment leave me? No. So I've always had to flunk the test. Take it again. Flunk the test. Take it again. Until I got to a place where I let my faith grow instead of fear. Yes. So there will be tests that we have we don't pass. And it's okay. Because sometimes we get bent out of shape and we don't pass the test. Especially when we feel like we knew it. <laughs> Man, I shouldn't have passed. I shouldn't have not passed that test. I knew those questions. <laughs> and still flunk the test. And so there's something in there that God is trying to elevate us and rise us up in our walk. Amen. Amen. So on today, I, I encourage you that if God has given you or told you to do something, some of you guys have things on the inside that you desire to do. And whatever the case may be, you feel like you don't have enough money. You, have, you feel like you don't have the space for it. You don't have enough resources. But when God gives you a vision, he will provide the resources. And sometimes it's, it's that matter of stepping out to do what he's saying to do, whether you have it or not. You know, in, in doing a lot of the things that I have been doing, God has completely always told me, don't get caught up in the numbers. 
Don't get in caught up who's not coming out, who's not doing what. He said, because every time I will send people that are supposed to be there at that appropriate time. A lot of times when we get caught up in those things, we get distracted from what we're supposed to be doing, the assignment that we're supposed to be doing. And we allow those distractions to stand in the way. So on today, I encourage you that if God is giving you something to do, do it. Do it. And even if you got to take baby steps while you're moving, you don't have to be quick. You don't have to be swift. The Word talks about that. This race is given to the one that endures to the end. It didn't tell you how you had to get there, but it said endure. So even if you got to take steps back and forth till you get there, even if you got to just stand in place till you get there, keep moving. Keep moving. Because with every step that you take, God will give you the strength to make it. So nothing that God gives us is so big that he can't handle it. But today, I encourage you to serve God with courageous faith. Even when it don't make sense, even when you feel like you're in the biggest storm of your life, you feel like you're in this typhoon and you're going to never get out of it, continue to serve God with courageous faith. Those in here that wants to buy a home, don't give up on buying a home. Uh, allow God to place people in your life to help you get your credit together, tell you what you need to do, budget yourself so that you can go get a house. And don't settle for less. Go after the house that you desire to go after. Amen. You know, when me and my husband bought our first house, we settled on a house. And it was the worst nightmare of our life. Everything in that house broke that could break down air conditioner, furnace, garage door, everything. And we listened to the realtor and she said, oh, well, this is a great, this is a, this is only a 10-year-old house, so this should be good. Not. So don't sell if the door is open. Because one thing God shared with me in that, he said, the blessings of the Lord make it grow rich. Oh, and it adds no sorrow. So when I'm blessing you, there's no sorrow behind it. No sorrow. You are not going to cry behind it. You're going to be happy and praising God because that's his blessings. Now when we're struggling behind some things, then we have to go back and say, who blessed me? Was it something that I wanted so much that, hey, this is what God wants me. No, this is what I want. You know, so I encourage you this morning to serve God with courageous faith. And that he can use anybody that he wants to be used. You don't have to have, in today's society, you don't have to have a college degree. Yes, it's important to have it. I'm not knocking education. But you don't have to have it to start with God gave you. Amen. You don't have to have it. So I encourage you just, I just hear God saying, be encouraged. Be encouraged. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be encouraged. Move forward in your assignment. Move forward in the vision, in the, in the ministries, 
in the business that God has given you. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Maybe you have been, I don't want to say 